giddy. Drives, hangs, and hits. Those Aussies have a way, Bowler. They sure do. Got one of them. Landale on the drive is fouled. Jock 6'11, 255, the 26-year-old rookie. Undrafted player of the Aussie Olympic team. Then lost to the U.S. We need to get a bronze medal, though. Australia, how are you going? Hey, you go, mate. That's right, it's NBA Australia. It's Thursday, October 21st, all day. Bro, locked out of Vicky Yens tonight. Are you ready for the pub at like 12.01am tomorrow? Oh, you little ripper. Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer. Sometimes, Rolling Stone Triple J, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, here in Still locked down, Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the internets of the NBA season, because it's underway. It's happening. It's happening right now. And remember, we're here repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. And we don't take things too seriously around here. You may have already noticed that. We leave all this serious stuff for the nerds. But the season's here. 11 games today. We're going to talk about all of those. Josh Giddy made his debut. Even Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau made his debut today. And they both scored their first NBA points. You love to see that. And we've got all the latest news and guff. But we've got a juicy slabber. That's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got, yeah, nah, we've got the unpopular opinion of the day. And we've got Outback Takehouse, where we're serving up a flame grilled take. And I believe today is Thursday. That means we've got a uh, Kiwi Corner and... A sweaty, hairy bloke of the week, the Mark Bradkey Memorial. And uh, the Australian Player Watch. We'll see how all of the Aussies got up to, how they all went, at least today. And a big set of game previews for tomorrow. Three games tomorrow. Should be absolute rippers. And I'll tell you what, we're going to finish off with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. That's right. The big Kiwi is back. Unreal. Let's get into it. Episode 682 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right, remember, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped.com. That's right, what are you doing? They are the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world, and they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And that's right, Manscaped have just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. That means it's four times as good as the 1.0. That's right, all across Australia and New Zealand, you heard that right, the 4.0, so join 2 million men plus worldwide who trust Manscaped with their family jewels with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0. I'll tell you what, I'm blown away by the performance. Ah, it's all looking pretty good there. <laughs> Woo! Yoo! Anyway, but you know, you're out there taking care of business with your old trimmer, whatever you've got, and then Nick you got to figure out what's going on. You're like, ah, I've made a mess of things. <laughs> There's nicks everywhere. Anyway, and then you have to explain it to old mate. It's just a, it's an entire scene. Now it's got a light on it. It's unbelievable. I love the old Manscaped. It does have a light. It's got the incredible ceramic blade, the advanced skin scape technology. So you'll feel confident shaving your boys just like me. 
Uh, but it is unreal because you've also got trim guard lengths and you've got wireless charging. And look, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer you use on your face, what are you doing? You've been doing it so wrong. No one wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. So get the Manscaped. Use the code STRAYER. You'll get 20% off from free shipping and your balls will thank you. So get 20% off from free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off of the free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Oh, you better watch out for the overload attack. Jeez. There was a lot of basketball today. And I don't know if my constitution was quite ready. I'll tell you what, though. Had the other laptop set up so I could have four games streaming on that one. Had the big telly going. It was all on. Loved it. Following along everything. There was a lot of good games. So let's get into today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily whip around. Boom. Toronto played their first game in Toronto in Canada. First time in 600 plus days. Pretty good. Drake got into it with Montrez Harrell. Nature is healing, man. Drake's being a dickhead and NBA players want to fight him. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> We're coming out of lockdown. Drake's being a dick. It's like nothing has ever changed. All right. My name is Jonas Valanciunas. Was extended by the Pelicans for two years, 30 million bucks. Oh, man. David Griffin is just so smart, eh? Yeah, you turn Giroux Holiday and a whole bunch of other stuff into you've got my name is Jonas Valanciunas and Nikki Alexander-Walker, not a giant much else. The Pelicans are a mess. We're going to talk about them later. Uh, the latest on Ben Simmons. Look, can't wait to see if he rocks up to the next Praco tomorrow. That's going to be pretty funny. We'll find out. Can't wait. I'll be breathless with anticipation. Uh, but either way, they reckon he's put his $5 million New Jersey mansion up for sale as well. Uh that's one of those things. Like, oh, Papa Jimmy, he works. It doesn't he? He's in Philly, isn't he? It's like, yeah, but like Philly basically borders on Jersey. Uh, like their actual practice facility for the Nets is in Camden, New Jersey. So there you go. Five million bucks buys you a lot of mansion as well. <laughs> right, but the other one that happened today, the big one, was the second reveal of NBA seventy-five. The next twenty-five of the seventy-fifth anniversary team. Uh, this is how they were tweeted out by the NBA. Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Big Wilt the Steel Chamberlain, Jerry West, the logo, Larry Bird, the GOAT, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen, and then a bunch of people that Jordan and people beat. Isaiah Thomas, Kai, Clyde the Glide Drexler, Carmelo Show, Patrick Ewing, uh, then you've got Chris Paul, Alan Iverson, just a couple of pretty handy point guards, uh, a couple of big power forwards, Timmy Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Robert Parrish, Chief. John Havlicek, Sam Jones, Bill Walton, Bill Sharman, Walt Frazier, Paul Arizon, Rick Barry, Nate Thurman, and Wes Unseld. So that goes with uh, yesterday's first 25 that had like Kareem and Chuck and Moses, Hakeem, Johnny Stockton, etc. Giannis, KD, Harden. It was nice to see Harden's reaction to being told that he was in the top 75 all time. It was like, all time? Oh shit, that's pretty good. I'm going to go throw 75 ones at a stripper to celebrate. All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. And the game raps are brought to you by our friends 
at DraftKings. That's right. The season is here. And our boys from down under are battling it out all season long, and so can you with DraftKings. You can get in the action, take on the competition like I did today. I did okay. You know, Daily Fantasy is great. You draft your team based on that day's games. Off you go. Boom. Take home thousands in prizes. Entry's cheap as. So if you're new to Daily Fantasy, no worries. It's super easy. You just create create an account. Go to dkng.co slash strayer. Bang on. Join a contest. Pick your players. Stay within the salary cap of those players. Sit back. Watch your players climb the leaderboard. It's awesome for your shot at massive prizes. So to enter, go to dkng.co slash strayer. Or click on the links on our website or through our socials. Easy as you like. Have a cracking answer here, old mate Jimmy. I'll probably be in there somewhere. So enter now at DraftKings.com. Right, 11 games today, so let's fly through these. Even though it's pretty important, it's the first outing for all of these teams. Uh, we'll try to hit some pretty salient points about each of the matchups. Uh, let's get into it. Chicago beat the Detroit Basketball Pistons 94-88. Chicago couldn't put any separation between themselves and Detroit all game. They actually got down in the fourth quarter after a big Detroit run, had their own run, and just held on down the stretch. Uh, but this is it. Like Detroit will be a bit of a punish because you're going to have a slog against their gritty young dudes all year, I reckon. Detroit might not win many games, but they're not going to lose uh, too many where they just get belted for not trying. You know, Whereas Chicago, it's a Lonzo team, which I think is pretty funny because they tried their hardest to give this game away. Lonzo was stinking it up. Luckily, Levine and... Uh, in there. There's a nice little bit of built-in redundancy, positional redundancy, that if it's not falling for somebody, it's got to fall for somebody. And Vooch was uh, one of the main culprits today, so was Lonzo. But anyway, Pistons, Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant, they went 40% from the floor as a team, but he had 24-6. and six. Big Duke Bay, he had 13-9-4, went 0-4 from deep. Beef Stew had 12-8, but there was just very little else for Detroit. Alenic, uh, 12-4 in his first outing for the Pistons. Diallo at 8. Josh Pacey-Jackson, Oh, sure, seven four and two. Corey Joseph went one of six. Trey Lyles, not Donovan Mitchell. I got traded for him, bro. Four and six. But the Bulls also had seventeen turnovers. They had a rough game. Levine, Adam Zaki Cakes, Adam Levine, Zaki Cakes, Adam Levine. There you go. Got it right this time. Thirty four points, eleven of seventeen. He was awesome. He only went one of five from downtown, but he was great otherwise. Vooch. Had 15 points and 15 rebounds. Jimmy, that's a pretty good game, bro. Nah, 7 to 21 went 1 of 4 from deep. If he had have hit like three more bunnies that he hits like 100% of the time apart from apparently today, they would have been cruising this game. But instead, it was a bit of a uh, sweater. DeRozan there had 17 shots for his 17 and 7. But look, as I mentioned, gave them another option when they needed it. Got to the line. Uh, Lonzo. 5 of 11, 2 of 6 from 3, 4 assists, 4 turnovers. Classic Alonzo, 12 points. Oh, but his shooting's amazing, man. Yeah, all right. Let's see him do it game in, game out. Caruso put on a Caruso show. Woke up feeling dangerous. Went 1 of 5 for 3 points and a negative 11. But either way, Chicago get their first win of the season. Good on them. It was a bit of a slog. Detroit, 0-1. Indian Charlotte played an absolute belter of a game. 123 Charlotte win it by 1 point. 123-122. Absolutely love this. Lamelo was out to a flyer, but he was being matched by Chris Duarte. That's right, Chris Duarte, the rookie, there for Indy, who was starting in place of my sweet baby, Carrots Levert. He had 11 first quarter points. He had a buzzer beater there as well. He had 16 in the first half. Indy dominated this game, though. They're up 82 after 50, uh, to 59 after Duarte 3. 
There was a 19-2 run, though, in the middle of the third quarter from the Hornets that got him back into it. Got it down to six. It didn't stop there. It ended up being a 28-2 run, and the Hornets led by three. Indy was scoreless for over six minutes in the middle of this third quarter, from eight minutes 48 to two minutes 30. It was hilarious. And then it was an arm wrestle the rest of the way. The Hornets got back. Well, they are up, obviously. Indy, not to be discouraged, went, right, fuck it. We'll get back to what worked. We'll give the ball to the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. We'll see if Duarte can hit some more threes, and off we go. And that's exactly what happened. They got up again. Duarte hit back-to-back threes, but Gordy Haywood for Charlotte just stepped up, nailed a couple of threes, kept them basically on level pegging, and Brogdon broke a play to launch a three. Missed. The Hornets nearly came unstuck with a phantom Miles Bridges foul under the bucket, but they stayed right there. They got a PJ Hamilton Washington foul and a Gordy on an offensive board off a Gordy miss, and he hit both free throws. And then, with the Hornets only up one, Suvlaki King working on P.J. Hamilton Washington in the left block. P.J. gets the stop. They win. Absolute scenes there in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was absolutely gnarly. What a game. This was back and forth. Go watch it if you want to. Suvlaki King had 33 points. He was absolutely off to a flyer. I think he had like 22-7 and seven in his first like 13 minutes. Uh, shot 13 of 19, went 4 of 6 from 3 as well. Brogdon had 28 and 11, but as mentioned, sort of broke that last play in the last minute and missed a, just completely missed a 3 that, I don't know, it was just a bit un-Indy-ish and a bit un-Brogdon-ish. But anyway, Duarte had 27 points on debut. What a gun. Miles Turner showed up and did a Miles Turner. That's a 9.7 rebound, 4 block, 4 turnover, 4 foul game. Love a Miles Turner. Uh, the Hornets, they win after being down 23, which is absolutely crazy. I think that's the third biggest uh, deficit ever overcome on opening day. Uh, Lamello had 31-9-7. He went 7-9 of nine from deep. He looked amazing. 27 for Gordy Hayward. Kelly Oubre at 14. Uh, I don't know if he's a good fit for this team because uh, if there's one thing that Kelly Oubre is not really known for, it's efficiency. And this team already has Lamello, already has Terry Rose. I don't know if they can really afford another one, but here we are. It's why they shipped out Malik Monk, why they shipped out Devontae Graham. But look, Oubre gave him a couple of moments where you're like, oh, that's handy. Miles Bridges, he had 13. Ish Smith had 14 and 5. PJ went 1 of 7, but hit those two massive free throws late. 8, 10, and 5 for Mason Plumlee. I'll tell you what, he made a big difference. 8, 10, and 5. That's 8 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists for Mason Plumlee. As opposed to having fucking Cody the Bank Teller Zeller out there, Mason Plumlee can do a little bit more than that. And Charlotte looked pretty dangerous. They get their first win. Indy 0-1. Whoa, good times. Awesome fun. Boston and the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City played an absolute bloody classic. Oh, down at the Mecca, man. At the Mecca. MSG. I'll tell you why it's the Mecca in New York. Because it doesn't take a fucking million years to get into, like fucking Brooklyn. Of all the places, the brand new place with the giant, giant, giant open entry. And it took fucking forever to get in there. Whereas MSG, you got the sort of crowd out the sides and out the front, but they move them through quicker. Anyway, that's why it was my favourite. Well, it was it was a bit more fun to go to, I'll tell you that much. Anyway, the Celtics looked good, looked in control, but then the Knicks fought back in the second and uh, were only down four at the half. Jalen Brown was off his tree. He had 22 in the first quarter, 25 in the first half. Randall was smashing it as well, but they fought and fought and fought the Knicks, which is awesome. Ovi! Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. He got going. He fired him up. RJ was smoking in threes. And everyone's like, holy shit, RJ Barrett. That's right. He's good. And they led. 
That's right, the Knicks. They took control of the game. They got up 10 in the fourth then. They're up at 11. And then the Celtics put it back to five. Tatum had the ball stripped on a drive uh, with about, what, one minute 45 left by Obi. Jalen forces a turnover, though. And then they scored eight straight points to Celtics to give everybody who's a Knicks fan a heart attack. Uh, Fournier nails a three, though. A bit of a revenge from Fournier. Knicks go back up six, but Kemba turned it over twice. Grant Williams scored, then Robert Williams scored. The hustle was all there. They had a miss at the end, and then Smart bangs in the three at the end of regulation to tie it overtime. They then both hit four threes each, I believe. It was absolutely off the chain, and then <laughs> nobody basically scored for the last minute and a half. It goes to double overtime, which is absolutely gnarly. Tatum couldn't get shots to go. Jalen Brown has a missed dunk in there, and there's uh, Fournier just stepped up big time. And it was a classic Celtics loss. Just too many turnovers, not enough composure and some big moments. Smart. Look, it's the old uh, trick-or-treat Marcus Smart. He'll give you something, he'll take something away. He hit that regulation three, but he just also has some really weird questionable decisions. Jalen Brown was amazing, though. 46 points. He might pop up again later. 20 and 11 for Jason Tatum. He went 7 of 30. 7 of 30! Brown was the one who had COVID. What is going on? Robert Williams, the time lot. 16-10, What a line. He was massive. He looked great too. Marcus Smart, kid. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. All five of his made shots were threes. German Rondo and Dennis Schroeder in his Celtics debut at 12 points and 8 assists. Shot 5 of 16, though. Thanks for coming, Dennis. Romeo Langford looked pretty good. 10 points. Naismith had a bit of a rough one. Anyway, for the Knicks, Julius. Julius Randall, 35 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. He was awesome. Got, look, he was being swallowed up by Time Lord there a bit, but then got going again at the end. Look, the Celtics changed their defensive approach from switching 1 through 5 to switching 1 through 4 because they're just like, all right, fuck it. We'll put Time Lord on uh, on our man Julius and we'll slow him down. That's exactly what happened and it worked. Fournier, 32. He was great. 6 of 13 from 3. Talk about revenge. Kemba as well. You know, great little mic'd up segment there where he's talking to all his friends on the Celtics and all the refs, and it's like, oh, everybody loves Kemba. And then Kemba goes out and shows you that he's still cooked. We'll talk about that later. Ten points, shot three of eight. All of the makes were from three. Can't get any separation, can't do anything else. 19 points from RJ Barrett. Mentioned he had a really solid all-round game. Uh, Mitch Robinson, the other Mitch Robinson, 11 and 17. He was awesome. Obi Toppin. It's like he's realized that he's really big and athletic, and it was fun. 14 and 5 for him. Uh, but the guards off the bench for the Knicks, 3 of 11 for D-Rose. Burks went 2 of 5, quickly went 1 of 4. A bit of a tough one, but they hold on because Fournier goes bonkers. Boston, 0-1. The Knicks, 1 and zip. Good win, double overtime. That was fun. The Wizards beat Toronto in Toronto to spoil that homecoming, 98-83. This is what you get when you don't re-sign. Bangers, but Jimmy was hurt. I don't care. Uh, Wiz, look, all my fears about Toronto came true in this one. Not much from Van Vliet. Goran's a bit of a flog. OG couldn't hit a shot, and they don't have a big margin of error. Uh, without Pascal Sikkim-Siakam, right? Like Scotty Barnes, their rookie, wasn't bad. The Wiz were much, much more steady, which was weird because the Wiz have got so many new moving parts. But their dudes just sort of hit shots, and Toronto just could not. They shot 30% the raps. Fred Van Vliet of the fight, and Van Vliet went 5 of 20, 1 of 9 from 3, ends up with 12 points and 4 assists. Brutal. OG goes 3 of 17 for 11 points. And two of nine from downtown. So there you go. Three of 18 between the two of them combined. 
Brutal. Goran had nine points, four assists in 22 minutes. Not enough there. Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr., two of nine for his six points. Precious had six and seven, but just nothing going for the Raps. The Wiz, Brad Beal, pretty handy. 23, four and four for him. That's four steals. Spencer Dinwiddie had 13, four and six in his Wiz debut. Kuzma went two of nine for a beat, shot four of 13, but had 11 and 15 in the end. Good stuff. 22 and nine for Montrez. Just a couple of former Lakers stripping up. And Daniel Gafford, eight points, five rebounds, four, uh, five blocks, crushing it. Washington, big win for them. Putting them on a uh, nice trajectory there. Toronto 0-1. I don't know about this. I told you this team, it was going to be one of the weird ones. They could win 50 games, they could win 30. You don't know. I picked 30. Minnesota beat the pants off at Houston, 124-106. This is just gross. Uh, huge first half for Cat and Ant, the Ant-Man. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, 45 points combined. They never looked back. Absolute smashing. They're up 72-45 at the half. Didn't get any better for Houston. They couldn't hit anything. Christian Wood had 16-9. Eric Gordon had 15. KPJ and uh, Jalen Green both hit four shots. KPG took 12. <laughs> Jalen Green took 14. Uh, not ideal. KPG had KPJ had nine turnovers. Brutal. Uh, for the Wolves, Cat had 30 and 10. Uh, Ant-Man had 29 and 6. D'Lo had 22.7 assists. The Wolves forced 24 turnovers and Houston stink. So there we go. Minnesota, good win for them. Way to start the season. Houston, as we expected, 0-1. Philly beat the pants over the Pelicans, 117-97. Look, Philly had control of this game, but the Pels just wouldn't go away until... Fucking Furk and Corkmaz blew this one wide open in the second half. Uh, he had a, like an 11-4 and four run all by himself. Suddenly it was like a 21-point lead for Philly, and they just ran over them in that second half. Uh, I think they outscored them 64-44, did the Sixers, and they rode a bit of Embiid early, a bit of Tobias Harris, and then Furkan just absolutely lit them up in the second half. And the Pals, look, they're a rebel. So what do you reckon? Benny, Benny who? Benny ha? Huh? Benny ha huh, ha? Huh? Benny, whoo! Benny, nah, Box Hill Benny, who needs him? Uh, the Pelicans, nine total free throws. Not ideal. Spindles had 25 points. Old Brandon Spindles Ingram, 25 and 6. He took 26 shots. Thanks for coming, Brandon. Uh, Nikki Alexander-Walker, Nikhil, he had 23, 5 uh, rebounds. Shot 4 of 8 from 3. Not bad. Devontae Graham went 4 of 6 from deep. Uh, he had 18 and 5, but there was 17 total points from the bench for the Pelicans. They're a rabble. As mentioned, the Sixers. Meanwhile, without Ben Simmons, Ty- Tyrese Mexi stepped up. He had 22 points. He was awesome. Uh, went 8 of 14, 2 of 3 from 3. Not afraid to shoot, it turns out. Not a coward like uh, somebody else. Tobias Harris had 20 and 12. And B dropped 22, 6 and 5. Seth Curry had 10. George Niang had 11 points. I love him for this team. Just that sort of weird, sort of slightly undersized power forward who can hit it 3 or 4 from downtown. Tell you what. How's Andre Drummond as well? 17 rebounds in 19 minutes. Unbelievable. And, of course, the 22 from Furkan. I think it was actually 20 for Maxi, whatever. Uh, but Furkan had 22 points, goes 4 or 4 from deep. They win a good win for Philly. One of those weird games where uh, before the game you've got Doc going, yeah, it's not much fun having a shithead like Ben just shit up your place and make everybody fucking just on edge and annoyed. It turns out going to work with somebody who just fucking hates being there, not fun, says Doc. No shit. Uh, and there you go. So good win for the Sixers. Cleveland, what? Cleveland! Lost to Memphis, 132-121. Memphis took control of this in the second. Uh, Cleveland got back into it in the fourth quarter but couldn't get over the hump. 
because uh, DeAnthony Melton stepped up. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., Ja Morant. Just did a little bit too much to them and uh, really screwed them over. Rubio and Garland both had double-doubles. Uh, Colin the Sex Man Sexton, just off the ball for most of this one. He played all right, just didn't have the ball in his hands. Limits his effectiveness. But the offense wasn't too bad for Cleveland. They scored 121. Their defense, they gave up 132 to Memphis. Boom. Tell you what. Anyway, Memphis had this, then the big Cleveland run, then they re- responded in kind, which was nice to see. For the Sex Man, he had 17 points. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland had 13 and 12, went 5 of 15, though. Mobley, Jared Allen, and Larry, that's a girl's name, Markin. What do they all have in common? Oh, Jimmy, are they all seven foot? Yes. Did they all start as well? Yes. <laughs> it was crazy. Mobley starts next to go the throw Allen. Next to, that's a girl's name, Larry Markin, and 10 and 9 for Larry, shot 4 of 14, but Allen was awesome. 25 and 4 for him with three blocks, three uh, three steals. And Mobley in his debut, 17, 9 and 6, he crushed it. He's just very skinny. Otherwise, all good. But yeah, the Cavs had very little else. The Grizz, they were awesome. They're going to be dangerous all year. I love them. Jars a superstar, 37, 6 and 6, 22 for Desmond Bain. 20 for DeAnthony Melton. He went 4 or 6 from deep. Triple J had four blocks, 13, 6 and 2 as well. 8 and 14 for Big Steven Edinburgh. And the bench fired up as well. Good job for Memphis. Big win. At home to open their seasons against a shitty Cleveland team. Cleveland! San Antonio Bandera Spurs. They beat the Pants of Orlando. And we saw Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau get out there, which was lovely. 123-97. Absolute belting. Spurs are in control early. Never relented. Put them to the sword in the third quarter. All their young dudes got some run. Primo's hitting some stuff. The Magic's young dudes got some run as well. Mo Bamba had 18 points, four blocks. You'd love to see that. Went three or four from downtown. I fucking love watching Mo Bamba shoot threes. Jalen Suggs got the start as well. Gary Harris was out with his, uh, I think, quad injury. Suggs uh, shot 3 of 14. So not a banner, banner, banner night for some of those new rookies at the top of the draft. Mobley had a good one, but Suggs and Green really struggled. And obviously, Cade uh, didn't play for Detroit. I should have mentioned that in Detroit one, but here we are. Uh, Cole Anthony had 10 points as well. So he went 3 of 12. So between those two, they went 6 of 26. Uh, I'm no good at maths, but and I'm no math scientist, but 6 of 26 is not great. They went 1 of 6 and 1 of 7 from 3 combined. Uh, well, respectively, rather, so that's 2 of 13 again. Not into percentages, but fuck, that's bad. Wendell! 13 and 8. RJ Hampton, 6 and 8 shots, not great. Devin Vassell for the Spurs. He was awesome. 19 points, 5 assists. Lonnie Walker, he had 17, but it was really just the Spurs... These are the games they'll win because they've just got enough good dudes. Like DeJunte, he had 15, 6, 8, and 4. He's terrifying. And Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle at 12, 13, and 7. Every got a, everyone got a bit of a run for the Spurs, and everybody did a little bit, and it's kind of nice. And you've got to figure out that's how they're going to be for the rest of the year. So uh, we'll see if any one of them really sort of pops. Maybe DeJunte takes a big step up. Maybe Carlton Johnson does as well, but here we are. Utah Jingles and the Utah Yaz beat the absolute shit. At a poor mop-top mumba, Josh Giddy and his Oklahoma City Thunder, 107-86. Nice start by OKC, but the Jazz just... It really felt like a college team playing a pro team. And if you extrapolate that into the NBA, it's one of the very best teams in the NBA, just pretty much toying with one of the worst. Uh, Giddy got his first bucket. That was nice. But the Jazz are just too good, too well-coached, too experienced, too much talent, too much everything. Uh, for a team like OKC, where you can see flashes of it in some dudes, 
But everybody on that entire team is just so young. And then you've got old-ass Derek Favors out there, too. You're like, what is happening here? But uh, SGA had 18 points for the Thunder. Shy Redder, Gilgis Alexander, but he shot 7 of 17. Gids had 4 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 turnover. Uh, looked a bit shaky early, but he settled in nicely. He shot 2 of 7. Whatever, the shot will fall. Um, but more about it, com- his composure. He had to sort of basically start barking at dudes at one point. And it was nice to see him assert himself a little bit. So good on you, Gids. Also sets a record, I believe, for uh, debut uh, rebounding for a Oklahoma City Thunder rookie with his 10 rebounds. Good stuff. Baisley at 15, but there's not much else out for this Thunder team. They're a bit of a uh, shit show, I'll tell you that much. The Yaz, Donny Mitchell had 16 points on 17 shots. Borian had 22, 16 and 21 for Rudiger Bears. This stuff <laughs> Jordan and Jeremy Clarkson at 18. He looked really good, actually. And poor Josh Butler. The rookie couldn't get anything to drop. He went 0 of 5 in 9 minutes. Utah 1 and zip. Okay, you see 0 and 1. Two more to go. Denver beat Phoenix. Suns in 4. Suns in 4. 110 at 98. The reigning MVP versus the reigning Western Conference champions. It was a weird game. Denver looked good early. Phoenix rallied. Got him back. Looked like they had all the class going. Looked like they were about to put it away in the third quarter. But will the thrill just goes, oh, actually, fuck him. Gave him a bit of a crazy eyes joker. Will the thrill, MPJ. They all cranked it up a little bit. MPJ hit some shots that were just absolute. I think the uh, Brian Anderson, the commentator, was like, oh, butter. And it's like, yes. MPJ's jump shot, very similar to, uh, to Kevin Durant. Just so smooth, so lovely looking. And when it just goes in, you're like, that was never going to touch the rim. Absolutely amazing. Yeesh. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Uh, they got the lead in that second half and never relinquished it. And Phoenix just, yeah, Booker didn't have it. He went 12 points, 3 of 15. CP3 managed 15 and 10. Aiton had 15 and 6 rebounds. Bridges had 16 points on 16 shots. But Jay Crowder was bad, Jay Crowder, 0 of 5. And the Phoenix offense just never really clicked. The Nugs, Yoker had 27, 13 and 2. He was awesome. Just did a little bit of everything. Will the Thrill at 26 and 5. He was great. MPJ only managed 15, but as mentioned, they sort of came at a pretty crucial time that kept their uh, noses in the game. Because it really did feel like Phoenix were going to blow this one wide open. MPJ managed just a couple. Will the Thrill hits a three. El Jefe Green got going. He had three, six from downtown. He had 13 points. PJ Dozier was handy as well. Good win for Denver. They were six and a half point underdogs in this one. And ran away with it. There, one and zip. Phoenix owned one. And then finally, Sacramento beat Portland. Oh, jeez. Here it comes. You lose a couple more like this, Portland. And Dame is fucking out of here. 124-121. Dame misses the game, tying three at the end. He's 0 of 9 from downtown in this game. But weird game. Weird game. Portland kind of played with their food and then got their ass beat. In this, Dame just could never get anything going, and obviously they missed the shot right at the end. But there was moments in that second quarter where Sacramento just kicked the shit out of Portland. Portland looked like they're like, oh, we're too good. We're not going to lose to Sacramento. And Sacramento like, fuck you, Portland. We're going to kick your ass. That's what happened. Uh, Covington also missed a game-tying three at the end, continue his run of never hitting a big bucket in his entire career, which was kind of fun, uh, leaving it to Dame to try to send it to overtime after that. Like, it was such a weird moment where they managed to force Halliburton into an, a turnover and score, you know, on a tiny little layup and then give themselves one more chance to tie it up and Dame just didn't hit it. He expected it to go in. That's the weird part. You're watching Dame line up like a 30-something footer and he's just like, I don't care where I'm on the floor. This is going in. And it missed. Felt weird. But it was nice to have Kevin Calabro back 
on the call for the Blazers. Love that. Former uh, Sonics announcer and longtime Blazers announcer as well. So Damien's up 8 of 24 for 20 points, 0 of 9 from 3. He had 11 assists, but still. I'll tell you what, CJ McCollum shot 14 of 24, 6 of 11 from deep. He had 34 points. He was awesome. 20 and 14 for the Buznibi. Hello. It's Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, and Anthony Simons was handy as well, 11 points. Powell had 14, but it's the Powells, the Covingtons, you need them to pop just that little bit more if Dame is going to be having a night like that. But, I mean, that's the thing. When it comes down to the volume that Dame's going to take, if he's having an off night, oh, you're going to have a bit of a rough one, I'll tell you. Harrison Barnes, meanwhile, had 36 points, 9 rebounds, 2 steals, went uh, 8 of 11 from 3. Harrison Barnes outdueled Dame Lillard. What a world. Darren Fox had 27 points, 8, re- eight assists. Uh, Rashawn Holmes went 9 of 10 from the floor. Hit a huge bailout three late in that fourth quarter that really solidified and cemented this Sacramento win, which is crazy. He had 21 on 11. Uh, Buddy healed off the bench, 17 points, 4 of 7 from downtown. And Halliburton looked pretty shaky, I'll tell you that much. Um, maybe the sort of result of a uh, offseason of, uh, oh, we'll throw him into the Ben Simmons trade. What do you reckon? And Tyrese is like, fucking what? Yeah, two points, one of five, ten over right at the end, the nearly cost him the game. But here we go. Let's get into it. Sacramento now one and zip. Paul and I won one. PDX Pete somewhere with like all of his kids <laughs> freaking out. <sighs> Along with every other Portland fan, because they know that every loss this season is going to get that much closer to Dame Lillard going, right? I'm pulling up sticks. Fuck it. Uh, let's do an NBA Australia pre performance of the night, shall we? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Jalen Brown, are you kidding? 16 of 30. Goes 8 of 14 from 3. Had 46 points. You know, in the season opener. Use your words, Jimmy. 46 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals and a block. He was awesome. The only other Celtics to hit those numbers in a game are Larry Bird and John Havlicek, which is pretty gnarly. And only MJ and Anthony Davis have done that on opening night in NBA history. So... He was absolutely amazing, considering the dude had like a puffer with him, you know, the old inhaler, because he just had COVID, and he went out and absolutely tore the Knicks a new one while Jason fucking Tatum stunk up the joint. Unbelievable. But Fournier probably gets this in that same game. He has 32, goes 6 of 13 from 3, and wins the Knicks the game because Jalen Brown bunged a dunk that... uh. Really came back to bite him in the ass. Jesus. Anyway, but otherwise, some really good performances. Ja Morant, 37-6-6. He is a bona fide superstar at this point. He is absolutely shredding. The athleticism, the nous, the playmaking, how much his teammates love him, how much that city loves him. It is awesome. You love to see it. He was great. And, I mean, Philly just stepping up in general was pretty awesome. The Cat and Ant show there in Minnesota, good stuff. But, look. Jalen Brown, even in a losing effort, 46 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, while Tatum is stinking it up. He was great. Fournier and Jar, they get it. Good on you, fellas. Uh, who was Spud of the night, though, Jimmy? Spud, 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 Oh, geez, man, he is probably the best player in the draft. Man, We should he should go one. 20 minutes, 0 of 6 from the floor. Zero points, minus 11, five rebounds, two assists, two turnovers. They didn't have Cade Cunningham. Remember when it's like, oh, but 
Maybe they shouldn't take Cade because they've got Killian Hayes already, man. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Killian Hayes stinks. Kevin Love also stinks. One of six from the floor, 0 of two from three. Coming off the bench in his 17 minutes, four points, four assists. Thanks a lot, Kev. Jeremy Sleepy Eyes Lamb, one of nine from the floor, including one of six. He was 0 of five. Hit one late. It was an absolute dagger for Indy, but uh, not enough. One of six from three. And obviously, I mentioned it, Jason Tatum. For a 19-year-old, you don't want to get on him too much. <laughs> Jimmy, are you still going to go with the, the fact that Tatum's only 19 joke? Are you going to keep doing that? Yes. Yes, I am. 30 shots for 20 points. Four free throw attempts. Jeez. I mean, he had 21 missed shots. Like, just fucking, what is he doing? Settle down there, Antoine Walker, 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I reckon Tatum's MVP, eh? Fuck off. I reckon... J- <laughs> Look, Jalen Brown... and J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Brown's just better. I just think that's how it goes. But here we are. Who was Old Mate No Mates, Jimmy? Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Where's Ben Simmons? Where's Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons getting chanted in New Orleans, a city that barely fucking realises it's even got a pro basketball team, was pretty amazing. And then also, the way the Sixers got around fucking Furk and Korkmaz was hilarious. I'll tell you what, because there's a bit of a, yeah, fuck you, Ben, we don't need your vibe to this. I enjoyed it immensely. Watching Maxi shred as a starter was pretty nice, I'll tell you that. Uh, Joel dropped the uh, the quote after the game as well. There was never any doubt for me. The main thing I've been preaching is go out there and have fun. In practice, our attitude is the same. We've been practicing hard the same way we played today. You burn. Enjoy that one, Box Hill Benny. Uh, Lamello's canary suit uh, after the game. Pretty great. Matched his car. Enjoyed that. Apparently he had to go join the set of the reboot of Dick Tracy straight after that Charlotte game. Jesus. Canary. What the fuck? And Kuzma. Old mate, no mates. Posted and deleted his IG comment about the Lakers going 0-7 without Kyle Kuzma. Good job, Kuz. Good job. Uh, what did the pantsy of the night occur? Where did it occur? Who did it occur to? Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. I'll tell you what, when uh, your man De'Aaron Fox blew a tyre and then bounced the ball off his shoe and turned it over and nearly cost his team the game, that's a pants. And, uh, but Spike Lee out there in the NBA logo suit, that was a, not so much a pantsing of the night as just the pants of the night. It's like, oh, that's a pretty neat suit there, Spike. Jalen Brown missed that dunk I mentioned, um, after, but you can't really shit on him because he was the only reason the Celtics were in that fucking game. Steven Silas got pants, though, by Anthony Edwards. That's right. But Jimmy, who's Steven Silas? Oh, yeah, the coach of the Rockets. Remember that? Uh, Anthony Edwards, after the game, was like, yeah, I was telling the coach to call a damn timeout. You need a timeout. I'm hot! Anthony Edwards literally went over to the Houston bench and pants their coach by going, hey, you should call a timeout. I'm real fucking good. I'm killing you guys. I'll just say that's a pants. And finally, who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Oh, this is going to suck for him. It really is. Every day, your little brother is going to be turning it up, kicking ass. Lamelo had 31, 9, and 7. Lonzo stuck up, stuck up the joint for a, uh, what, 12.4 assist, 4 turnover effort. I want to give this to Chris Duarte, though. On debut for the Pacers, he was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Six of nine, 
Nice. Uh, from three, nine of 15 overall, 27 points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal. Chris Duarte, today, you were better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, let's take a break. Be back with the uh, Yeah Nows right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Uh, right, let's do some Yanaz. They are brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, NBA is back. So summer. It's getting warm. Loving this. So you better not go to the bottle and even try to get that rowing and get the bottle to come to you with thedailyliquor.com and you'll get a free sixer of the Dos Blocos XPA if you're bagging the code Strayer and they'll bring it all to your door. Rona free. You don't have to do anything. It's great. How many picnics have you got lined up the next three weekends? Is it a lot? It's probably a lot. Then you need some beers or some wines or some of the delicious cocktails. So go get around the dailyliquor.com, bang in the code Strayer. It's for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So smash the dailyliquor.com right now. Get in that code Strayer. Get a free sixer on your mate, Jimmy. Take a bunch of booze to your... Awesome, awesome picnics, whatever. Be over 18, drink responsibly, all that sort of stuff, and then thank me later. Right, yeah, Nas, number one, Nicholas DeJong. He goes, yeah, nah, Jimmy, the Boston Celtics are actually Jalen Brown's team, not Jason Tatum's. Yeah, nah. Nah, they're not, but they should. I've always had very, if you listen to this show on the reg, I do tend to be a bit more harsh on Jason Tatum than I do on Brown. And... A lot of that's to do with the fact that it feels like he's been anointed before he's kind of done anything. Whereas Brown's out there as an actual leader, putting his heart and fucking soul on the line every time he's out there. Plays his heart out. And I think I mentioned before in my uh, the season preview, right, about how the Celtics will probably be a better team this year, even with like a little less talent, because they do have a little bit more sort of idea of who they are. They're the Brown and Tatum show this year with Marcus with cameos from Marcus Smart, maybe a bit of Al Horford, maybe a bit of Denny Schroeder and Jeremy Ronda on the odd occasion. But really, there's like no doubt about it. It's Brown and Tatum, and away you go. And I think we might see more of a balance out of the uh, the Brown side of the Tatum equation as well, which would be kind of nice. Because, geez, Tatum can get passive at times. But at the same time, look, Brown can go missing, but look, Brown's more of a leader. He's more mature, he's older, but at the same time, he does a little bit more of everything that I just kind of appreciate in a leader on the team. So maybe they should be. Maybe they should be. Uh, next up, should OKC just shut down Shy Redder Gilgis Alexander right now? Yeah, nah. <laughs> oh, we shut him down last year because, oh, we might win too many games, man. I don't think you're going to win too many games this year either, so what's the fucking point of playing him? Just shut him down after game two. What do you think? Maybe after game one? Uh, yeah, nah. Nah, let's do it after game two. Let's see if he gives you anything. It's weird, right? Like, what's the end game here with OKC? Oh, we need to accrue more talent. We need to accrue more talent, and then we'll be amazing. Okay. Is SGA the dude? 
I don't know. There's times where I'm like, he's incredible. There's other times like, this guy is very young and not very good. Um, but the rest of the talent around SGA and Giddy and Co., look, it's going to be just a weird year for them as they sort of figure out all the new dudes, all the young dudes, and they figure out how to play together with, with each other. But I am fascinated to see how it goes. Uh, speaking of which, of bad teams, can Cleveland... Their giant lineup work. Yeah, nah, no, no. Of course not. Just watch Lowry try to play any sort of defense against anyone, let alone small forwards, which is what it... Look, Mobley is that good and that quick, and Jared Allen is that good and that quick. I'll tell you what, Lowry is just fucking horrible at it. So, look, I'm not actually... I'm here for the Mobley next to Jared Allen vibe. Twin Towers, let's fucking do it, but Lowry's a step too far. They need to have a Coro out there. The weird part is it does feel like they want to play Darius Rucker, Judy Garland with Isaac Okoro and bench Colin the sex man Sexton. It's like, oh, well, that'll help our defense. It's like, you've still got Lowry marking out there. Like, what are you doing? Lowry's just a step too far. I reckon if you have Garland and sex man and Okoro, Mobley and Aaron, uh, Allen, you might have a little bit more of a chance. But otherwise, Jesus. Uh, is it alarm bells in Portland and Phoenix already, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, nah, it's game one. Same with the Lakers. No panic stations yet. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Portland is probably going to be one of the ones where panic will set in quicker than literally anywhere else just because of the Dame situation. And I feel like Sacramento were also going to be one of those teams. If they got off to a really slow start, that's where the Simmons trade happens. That win, though, and Harrison Barnes playing out of his skin is so classically Harrison Barnes where it's like, I'm going to play like eight pretty good games this year. It just so happened one of them happened right now. <laughs> we won it. And it's going to delay the trade happening from like three to four weeks. So there you go. Uh, what else we got? The unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 Look the Knicks are really sort of dicing with destiny here, having D-Rose, Kemba, and like Alec Burks, and Emmanuel Quickly. Basically, four guards are all roughly the same size and who play roughly a similar sort of role where it's like, okay, let's just try to light it up. Obviously, D-Rose is more of a slasher, playmaker-ish kind of setter-upper, maybe. But I don't know, the Kemba thing, he... I mentioned it earlier. The shots that he hit today were threes. And pretty much his entire tenure in Boston, it got to the point where he's like, I can't get to the bucket. I can't get to my other spots. I, if, if I can get a little bit of separation on my triples, maybe I'll make him. And if I don't, I'm fucking useless out here. So it is a great story, but it's one of those weird ones where you hope that his knees get better. He starts playing a bit better. And it all pulls together. Otherwise, you don't want to see it costing the Knicks in a big spot, do you? <laughs> you wouldn't want to see that at all, would you, Jimmy? No. <laughs> but it's still neat. Anyway, uh, Outback Takeouts. It's Thursday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, two for one blooming onions. That's right, no prick back home in Australia knows what the fuck this is. What is it, a deep fried onion? A deep fried onion, you fat bastard. And you make it look like a fucking flower. What are you talking about? Anyway, goes great with a flame grill take. 
two for one blooming onions only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is I reckon Brad Stevens was a bad coach, actually. You saw it with Time Lord, he got a bit of a fucking run and off he went. And of course, Jalen Brown. They very clearly never saw eye to eye. And finally, Brad Stevens isn't coaching him, and Brad Jalen Brown went right. Now I get to shine. And another Outback Flame Grilled take is, with all the offense-defense balance that Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Ty will bring, the Sixers will be better without Ben Simmons this year. Only at Outback. To be honest, I just believe those. <laughs> Brad Stevens, everyone's like, oh, he's such a good coach. So yes, he draws up great out-of-bounds plays. What the fuck else did the other do? He had, like, you know, an overachieving, overachieving team from, like, what? 14, 15, 16, and then as soon as they were actually good, never won shit. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, and the Ben Simmons thing is 100%. All right, we'll be back with Australian Player Watch in just a second after we hear from Hammer. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, what do Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian have in common? Well, they've all got incredible experiences and have created audio courses to teach you what they know. That's right, they're on Knowable, which is a new app with the world's top experts to teach new skills and bite-sized audio courses. They're short like a podcast, 100% ad-free. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid still hates it. He's like, Dad, this isn't Thomas and Friends story time. Fuck off. And I'm like, oh, jeez, here we go. Anyway, the bloke from NASA talks to you about space. Chris Paul talks about the performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle. And uh, Alexis Ohanian, the Reddit co-founder, teaches you how to launch a startup. That one's really good. Uh, there's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff today, download the Noble app and bang in the code Strayer and get 20% off. It's sick. I love Noble. And now you can give it a shot too. And go get smarter, just like I am. Oh, I'm smart. All right, Australian Play Awards. Patty Thrills. As mentioned yesterday's show, 21 points, 7 to 7 from 3. That was awesome. But the other Aussies got out there today. Jingles against OKC, 26 minutes off the bench. And a great game. 4 to 7 from 3. Uh, went 5 8 overall. Ends up with 14 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. And in that same game, Josh Giddy makes his debut. In a loss, but that's fine. Four points, ten rebounds, three assists, one turnover. Talked about how he looked pretty uh, calm and composed there for a lot of it. He'll get into the flow a little bit more as well once he sort of, you know, gets up to the speed of the actual day-to-day grind of the NBA. But otherwise, I thought he looked really good, so pretty happy with that. Uh, Obviously, no big Benny Simmons. He's suspended. (laughs) And Aussie Matty T, though, in that win versus the Pelicans. He had four steals, a block, and a rebound. And every time he's out there... It does feel like the commentators for either team, actually, uh, need to basically go defensive player of the year, question mark. Four steals and a block and a rebound and only two points. But he was a plus 15 and went one of three, including 0 of 1 from uh, downtown. But otherwise, like, he was out there absolutely crushing it today, was our Matty T. In 27 minutes, he has four steals. Hasn't missed a beat from the Olympics. Uh, Josh Green goes up against Atlanta tomorrow. And then, of course, the final Aussie made his debut today against Orlando. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. Played four minutes. He had one point, one or two from the free throw line, 0 of 1 from the floor. One rebound, one assist, and one block. That's what he did. He rocked him. He socked him. He blocked him. He's jock him. Right. What do we do on Thursdays? Let's do a bit of a... Oh, can you believe it? 
Kiwi corner. Stephen Adams is in a new city with a new team. Just doing the same old Stephen Adams thing. So, look, first game today for the big Kiwi. Played 32 minutes for the Grizz and was very, very hirsute. He had eight points, 14 rebounds, three assists, one steal and a block. He had two turnovers, straight four of seven from the floor. He was awesome. And I'll tell you what, I really like his fit on this Grizz team where they just go, right, fuck it, spread it out around Adams. Jar can drive. Hopefully Jar's shot drops a little bit. He went one of four from uh, downtown today. But Stephen Adams, like, fucking feasted when he played with Russell Westbrook for years and years and years and years. Jar Morant is just Rusty Westbrook, fucking 2.5.0, right? Who can actually hit some threes. So 37-6-6 for Jar. Doesn't happen without Stephen Adams. And he opens up for uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. So love that. Good on you, Stephen Adams. And in terms of the uh, Mark Bradkey Memorial Sweaty Hairy Bloke of the Week, who does this one want to go to? We'll give it to Mason Plumley. He's out there just starting to grow his own grown-up hairs. I love to see that. Looks exactly like my youngest brother. Uh, but Cody the Bank Talazella, tell you what, surprised his weird fucking face mask didn't just slip right off his head. He was out there, was Cody, running around for his new team, the Portland Trailblazers. And sweating like a priest near a preschool. He was just fucking off his rocker. Covered in sweat. He played 19 minutes. He had five points, six rebounds, and about 87 fucking buckets worth of sweat fell off him that was mopped up by the uh, towel boys. So tough one there for Cody the Bank Talazella. But there you go. You are the Mark Bradkey Award winner for, I'll tell you what, the sweaty hairy bloke of the week. But Cody the Bank Talazella, way too balding. To be mentioned in the same breath as uh, breath as uh, Mark Bradkey, who still has just a fucking luxurious head of hair. All right, the Petty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check in today. Rock 'em, sock 'em, block 'em, jock 'em, Landau. Tweet out after the game today. Got to appreciate the milestones. Moment to remember. First official minutes as an NBA player. Gnarly hand emoji. And even Dally got in on the uh, congrats head. First of many, mate. Congrats. Hand clap emoji. Love it. Great stuff, fellas. Great stuff. All right. Let's do some game previews and some picks for Friday. What do you reckon? Remember, go to DraftKings.com, DKNG.co, Australia. Get all around it. Uh, today, with the picks out of the 11 games, how did we go? I believe we went 6 of 11. Let's just check that. 1, 2, 3. We nailed Denver, Utah, San Antonio, Philly, Minnesota, and Chicago. So that's six out of the 11. You'll take that. Ugh, a couple of them were very, very close otherwise. So after going one of two yesterday and six of 11 today, that means we are seven of 13. Oh, good maths, Jimmy. Good maths. Good maths, bro. Tomorrow we have three games. Dallas and Atlanta. The Hawks take on the Mavs. The Hawks are two and a half point favorites at home. I'm going to take Atlanta. I think they're uh, building something very nice. Very nice there in Atlanta. This can be an absolute belter of a game, though, because this is Luca versus Trey, the two dudes who were traded for each other. Atlanta are just really deep, and it does feel like one of those games where every time Luca's not going to be in there, Dallas is going to struggle. Uh, but this is going to tell us a lot about how, like, even if it's the first game of the season, just how Jason Kidd coaches this game and how they go against a weird Atlanta team. I mean, it's going to be fascinating. So Atlanta, look, I'm going to take them. Minus two and a half. I think they're deeper. I think they're better. I love Dallas this year, but I just don't like them in this, in this game. Milwaukee play their second game of the year. 
against the debuting Miami Heaters. That's right. Heat are hosting Milwaukee with Big Buddha Car Larry and uh, PJ Tucker hanging out next to Bam. Jimmy Butts going to be fun on the bun. I'm going to take the Bucks here, minus two and a half. I think Miami, there might be a bit of a figuring out period for this team while they try to figure out <laughs> how it all works. With Butts, with Bam, with Lowry, it just might take a little bit. There's a lot of facilitating. I'm okay with that, but you're never sure how it all works. With Tyler Hero saying he's as good as Trey and Luca and co., and you've also got Dunkey Robinson. Who knows what's going to happen there? I'm going to take Milwaukee. They look fucking amazing as the Nets yesterday, so give me the bucks, minus two and a half. And then finally, the later game is the Warriors hosting the Clippers. And the Clippers are three and a half point underdogs. I'm actually going to take the Clippers here. I just think Paul George is a horrible matchup for the Warriors. And if they can throw enough bodies at Steph, maybe they slow him down a little bit. Maybe Jordan Poole can't do too much either way. I think the Clippers might win this as a bit of a surprise. I'm going to say the Clippers plus three and a half. I think Paul George is going to have a sneaky, amazing year. It's going to be one of those ones where you turn around halfway through the season like, wait, is Paul George like in the top three of the MVP? What the fuck? How are the Clippers still relevant? How are they in like the five seed? How are they in the three seed? What is going on? And then they'll fall off a cliff because that's what Clippers do. So there you go. Atlanta minus two and a half. Milwaukee minus two and a half. And the Clippers plus three and a half tomorrow. It's going to be great. Those are some tasty, tasty games. I can't wait to wrap them all up for you tomorrow because that's what we're going to do. All right. Remember, go to dkng.co slash Australia. Enjoy that. Uh, but we are daily again. How good is it? I feel so good. Going to finagle the uh, the squid going to daycare, etc., all that sort of stuff. But we're daily at the moment, so no hassles there. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up those final sort of a raft of opening games, which is going to be fun. Can't wait. So much fun. I love having the NBA season back. It was just a fucking avalanche today. I loved it. So, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. We're all over the socials all the time. You know that. Go check out Adam with World Wrestling Strayer. Uh, Adam's covering the NXT from last week with all the Aussies. He's got all the usual segments. Go check out World Wrestling Australia on YouTube or follow FWCIE on Twitter for uh, all the links to the new apps. Go check out NFL Australia. Me and Gaz getting right around NFL Australia. That's always really, really fun. Uh, always really drunken. We do it late Tuesdays, get shit-faced, chat it up. <laughs> if you're not listening to it, it's fun on the bun. Uh, smash the new NBA Australia shop. That's right. Go get a hoodie, get some of the new rose gold T-shirts. Looking great. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Buy some merch, get your merch, get your merch. And chuck us a rating and review on your eye. What is it, your podcast app? Whatever app you use, rate and review it. Come on, don't ask for too much. Now, go to manscaped.com in time for Christmas. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping right now. Do it. Please do it. Use the code STRAYA at Manscaped. If you're thinking about a present for somebody, a joke, fucking who cares? Even if you want to buy one for your brother, I don't give a fuck. It'll be funny. Do it. 20% off with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. The dailyliquor.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get a free six out. Knowable.fyi or knowable from your app store. 20% off with the code STRAYA as well. Love that. Big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're up and running out of time's out now. And big thanks also always go to Joshua Delarentis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Shedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you, especially right now. And they can barely play fucking shows to anybody, so help them out. All right, we're going to close out today's show with a brand new diary of Stephen Adams. And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, The pubs are open tomorrow! Woo!
Oh, kia ora, Brew. It's me, Brew, Stephen Adams, eh? I'm just here to write in my diary today, Brew. So, uh, here goes, eh? Oh, dear diary, Brew. It's me, Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that Brew is in my diary, eh? And you know all my deep, dark secrets, man? Uh, like how since I've moved to Memphis, literally all I've done is eat barbecue. Like for every meal, Brew. Shh, don't tell my coaches here or anything, bro. I might get in trouble, eh? So, yeah, that's right. I've got a new place here in Memphis. Uh, I moved my one bag uh, and my jandals here, uh, but it's all a bit empty. I've got a new house there, bro. I spent two weeks living with my friend Jiren, but he's like 21, bro, and all he wants to do is party, bro, all the time or play, like, video games and stuff. It's kind of like living with Zion again, bro, but we don't have, like, we didn't have, like, bunk beds, bro, so it wasn't as much fun, eh? So... All I wanted to do was, like, cook hungies and eat delicious Memphis barbecue. All he wanted to do was party and play, like, whatever that game is called, Brew Call of Duty, eh? So, whatever. I had to move out, so I found a hoose. Uh, what do you call it? A house? A house, Brew. Just outside on the edge of town, Brew, near that big pyramid. Did you know that Memphis has got a big pyramid, Brew? It's amazing, Brew. I didn't even realize we're anywhere near Egypt, but it's sweet as he. And I'll tell you what the pyramid's all about. Fishing, Brew. I haven't even been on yet, bro, but it's on my to-do list, eh? So, yeah, Memphis, it's a pretty nice place, bro. All my teammates are pretty chill. Uh, Jar's pretty mental, but he's cool as. Uh, Jiren, I mean, I already talked about Jiren. He's fucking hyper, eh? But, oh, uh, my favorite's Little Nicky. Little Nicky Alexander Walker, bro. He's my favorite. He's a good kid. He's always like, oh, Stephen, bro, can you buy me some beers, bro? And I'm like, Nicky, you're 23, man. You can do it yourself, bro. And he's like, oh, nah, bro. I always check for my ID and I dropped it when I was fishing after I went to that big pyramid brew. And I'm like, oh man, I've got to go to this pyramid, eh? So anyway, I keep buying him all these beers and he's like, oh, thanks, brew, I'll pay you back. I've bought him a lot of beers in the last two weeks, brew, and he still hasn't paid me back, eh? Nah, but I'm sure he's good for it anyway. Anyway, brew, so yeah, I really love Memphis, eh? I've got plenty of room at the back of my house for hungies and stuff, brew, so I was halfway through digging a hole before I started writing this diary and we played our first game and it was really fun, so... I don't know, I'm a bit tired, but I better go finish off this hungry, eh? So, till next week, brews. Mumfist Barbecue Forever, brew. Cheer, cheer. Love. Stephen Adams, eh?